Hi, I'm Tina Spangler with TLC Barrels and welcome to my podcast. Today I want to talk about why visualizing and practice is so important to succeeding in competition and how it develops your timing and feel in competition to become better than you were before and to become your very best. So first of all, some people literally will get to a barrel race and see themselves in their mind's eye hit a barrel or go by or see something negative with their horse or maybe your horse warms up hot and it really rattles you and or maybe they change something in the arena that you're concerned about the ground or whatever and it can really rattle you and that's why mental game and mental toughness isn't just a word people throw around it's very important what you tell yourself in your mind's eye is really important the words you choose believing in yourself your self-confidence is really important I remember one time I'd taken Belle to a jackpot um, in Florida and there was probably 50 60 people there it was just a, a Friday night thing a couple hundred added nothing huge maybe 500 added Um, But there was a lady there who was trying to get to the NFR and I was with my friend and we were talking and she was very outspoken, you know, Christian lady, but she was also very outspoken. She's like, my horse feels good. I'm going to win this thing. Let's go do this. And I thought, wow, that's really cocky, right? Very outspoken and, and all that. Well, she went in there and hit barrels, not just one, but hit two barrels. She had a fast time. It definitely would have placed in the 1D, but she hit two barrels, so. And luckily that night, my horse worked beautifully and we had a gorgeous run and did place in the 1D. But I remember that day very much to myself because she ended up making it to the NFR later on. And mind you, they had paid $200,000 for this particular horse that got him there. And I think they won $100,000 that year. So it's definitely not a cheap progress. And there's a lot to getting to the NFR, not just horsepower, but the money and time and luck and everything else that you need on your side, um, sponsors and all of that. Well, anyways, my point being is that she was very confident and that confidence probably helped her get to the NFR because had she not believed in herself as a rider and shook off a run where you hit barrels and go on to the next one to win it, you would never accelerate in barrel racing. You would never um, win regularly if you let negative images in your mind's eye affect you. I remember one time my mare warmed up so hot that I was like, she's insane tonight. I mean, she was almost bucking when I was warming her up and she was just fragile and fractious and jumping, snorting and just really wound up. It was a cool winter night. And this was an arena that I competed up at regular and I'd never run a 15 in it before, but I always wanted to. And she was wound up and I thought, oh my gosh, in my mind, I was thinking, please don't embarrass me. Don't, you know, break pattern, whatever. But I was like, you know what? Stop thinking that way. Just ride quiet, do your job, be very focused on being calm and doing your job and she'll work. And so sure enough, she was wound up and they called my name. We creeped to the alleyway quietly, and when I got to the mouthy arena, I released her reins about two inches. Didn't sit forward, didn't smooch, didn't kick. Just gave her the release of my reins by two inches, and she was gone. And as we approached the first barrel, I said, whoa, here. She snapped it. We 
And then, of course, if she snaps her barrel, which is a barrel I float her to, that's just her style, I could really ride push style to second and third. And so we did. She was flying. She snapped. And sure enough, they called a 59. My first 59 in this arena. I was elated. So had I let my mind game go, oh my God, this horse is a whack job. I need to go get her some be calm and drug her or whatever, you know, um, you know, I could have really hurt myself that night, but instead I decided to breathe very calmly in and out and be extremely calm and focused and just do what I needed to do and hope that she stayed with me and she did. She had the fire, I had the focus and it came together that night to place. I think we actually won it that night. We actually won first place in the 1D with the 15. So it was a win all the way around for us that night. But I mean, it could have been a negative. I could have let her rattle me, but I didn't. I um, just recompose those negative thoughts into positive thoughts. So it's really important that you do that for your mental game. But there's another step to visualizing that we haven't talked about. And that's during the week. Some of you work full time and, and are so dedicated. You get home from work and you ride under lights in your arena when it's cold or rainy or hot. That's dedication. You know, I've always been fortunate enough to ride in the mornings because I do this full time. And that's another benefit. If you ride horses for a living seven days a week, you're gonna advance faster than someone who works full time. But um, my point with that is that when you are working like that and you're um, working full time and you don't get to get in the saddle as often as you want, you can visualize when you're driving to work, when you're driving home, just be careful. I've done that before and I found myself speeding because I was so pumped up. So that's kind of funny, but you can do it while you're in the shower or maybe laying in bed when you wake up or before you go to sleep at night. Um, make it part of your routine Routine when you say your prayers. Um, visualize your run on your horse. If you have multiple horses, visualize your run. And I mean, I don't mean a part of your run. Visualize the entire run. If you know the arena you're going to that weekend, um, if you don't, go to YouTube. Find some videos of various at that arena. Get a lay of the land. And visualize yourself approaching the alleyway, uh, how you're going to line up, where you're going to take off, uh, you know, where your arc is, where your spots are, what what may distract your horse. Is the barrel on the fence, out in the open? Um, are there shoots and bear, um, uh, bull shoots or, or banners or people that might cause your horse to anticipate or scotch down, um, rate down too much. You know, those are all things you visualize and then you put it into a positive of, okay, I'm going to do this, this, and this, and visualize yourself riding two hands, sitting in your turns, driving and smooching out. See the entire run in your mind's eye. Once you get really good at that, it's going to flow into your barrel run in competition. So that when you're taking your deep breaths and you're visualizing your run, and then you clear your mind, your muscle memory, your subconscious is going to be in the moment and do what you need to do. You don't want to get um, where you're doing self-instruction, like uh, you're going, you know, thinking of five things, look here, two hand check, sit, say, whoa, inside leg, outside leg, because then you become very mechanical and you are not in the moment and you become late in your timing and your feel. And I want to talk about that as well. But when I was only riding two horses back in my Colorado days, I rode as much as I could. And I visualized each horse differently because one was 15 hands and a little choppy stride. One was 16 hands and a big floating stride. And I visualized how I rode them. 
Um, I also competed as much as I could with them as well because by practicing as much and keeping them fit, not just long trotting in the pasture, but doing circle work, doing face flexing, doing transitions, things that made us in tune where they were working off my body and my eyes and my legs and light hands. It made us more in sync in competition. So when I have a rule of ride three times, it's not just for your horse, it's also for you. It's A, not fair to compete on a horse on a weekend that's not fit. They could very well pull a muscle or strain a tendon or ligament. It's just like you, if you go run a marathon on the weekend, you haven't even done a long walk during the week. It's not going to go well. But the same thing is your time in your field. By spending time with your horse, and I don't mean you have to spend it all in the arena. You can do this kind of work in the pasture out on the trail. But, you know, I do think it helps to get in the arena at least once a week and do some drills and dry work and maybe even walk and trot the barrel pattern just to show your horse exactly where you want him to be and when and have in your subconscious your cues, your timing down. A lot of times I used to live off of 500 acres with cattle. I'd go do my main ride out there, but then when I come back, I'd go through the pattern once at a walk or a sit trot or post trot sit jog, and then they'd get their cookies, their bath, and they were done. And it just gave us team bonding. You know, it gave us that teamwork that we needed to trust each other on the weekends. And, um, and timing and feels a big part of it. If you don't practice, you're not going to have timing with your horse. If you don't go regularly, you're not going to have timing. So when I get people in the group saying, hey, um, you know, I can't get this done. I haven't competed in two months and blah, blah, blah. Have you been practicing while you haven't been competing? Have you been visualizing and stop saying can't? Only, <clears throat> excuse me, only say I will, I can, I, you know, all positive things. You have to think positive, you have to say positive, and you have to do the work. So um, this is a short podcast, but it's an inspiring podcast for all of you out there to realize that you not only need to practice, but you also need to visualize. That's how you become mentally tough. You learn to see your run. You need to, you learn to take adversity and put it into a positive And um, I hope I gave you some tips here that motivate and inspire. And as always, um, ride with heart and God bless y'all. Thank you.